resurrection. And, and, and uh, you know, people will be able to look at him, uh, but this man, what is wrong with him? But not, there was nothing wrong with him. There was everything wrong with us that did not believe that the dead could be raised. Ah, uh, come on. You pray there, and if uh, there's no resurrection, we just give God the praise. That's it. But he attempted anyway because he had faith to be able to do that. Unbelief. I don't know what you are doubting. I don't know if there's doubt in your life. Unbelief about something in your life. There could be something that God could have done in your life, but the power has been limited, and, and you haven't seen a breakthrough, not because God was unable to come through, but because you yourself was full of unbelief. Today, the word being proclaimed from this platform, I want that unbelief out of each and every one of us, that we may experience God. Amen? Are we together there? Okay. Now, I, I want to just say that here, he did not do miracles because of the unbelief. And I, I just want to see that this was Nazareth, and he did not do miracles. And when I looked at further in the scriptures, in the book of John, chapter 1, verse 46, and you know when Nathaniel was actually being introduced to Jesus Christ, that, hey, we have seen, we have met the Messiah, of whom it was spoken about that we would be able to come. What, Nathaniel, what did Nathaniel do? Nathaniel says, can anything good come from Nazareth? Can anything good come from Nazareth? Could it be that this is the reason why it was like a stronghold? It was like a mindset they had and hindered the power of God that could have worked amongst them. Mighty works, but did not work. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? And mind you, it is from Nazareth, Nazareth, no, Nazareth, that Jesus, the Prince of Peace, came from. The Savior of the world came from that very place. But let me tell you, sometimes you are negative about yourself, but out of you will come a mighty man, a mighty woman of God that will move in the power and the demonstration of the Spirit of God. Don't look down on yourself. Don't be like Gideon. You know my tribe, you know it's a listing, whatever, and so on and so forth. But... Uh, God looked at him as a mighty man of Allah. And you are seated there, a mighty man, a mighty woman of Allah. To go a little bit further on, one day, I was, uh, when we were doing our master's class, and one of um, uh, the lecturers that came there, and um, he was actually uh, speaking to us. I don't know how the discussion started. And he just looked uh, at us and said, that, do you know that if you have BP and you are on drug, you are finished? It, for you, it is finished. And this is a man of God teaching that it is finished. But how many here believe that sugar diseases can be healed? How many here believe that HIV can be healed? How many people believe that BP can be healed? How many believe that the dead can be raised? But um, I tell you that uh, today, even if you hear about that, in most places in the churches, we do not even believe, oh, it's BP, oh no, until you die. Oh no, it's sugar diseases, oh, until you die. But I'm telling you this morning, let us raise our faith level. Because God can heal. God can restore. Come on, are you getting, are you getting the point there? It is true. God is well able to heal. 
I go to the book uh, to the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 11. The Bible says if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. Let's say dwells in you. Hey. If the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life who quicken your mortal bodies. Oh hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And now he says what? Your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. We are talking about unlocking the power within. And the scripture is supporting what we are talking about here. You and I are ambassadors of Christ. We are ambassadors of Christ. And being ambassadors of Christ, we have the power from heaven within us to exercise authority on the earth in the name of Jesus Christ. And here also there was a young man I like this church, our church here, we are predominantly youth but there was a young guy that was actually probably younger than all of us seated here. He heard from the father. The father said Hey, do you know what? The power of God within us is greater than the power of Satan. This is a, a, a little boy. And that boy had faith in what the father said. And, uh, and one day, there was, uh, there was this, uh, um, this school in which this guy was. And then they invited the magician during those days in the Democratic Republic of Congo. They will actually bring the magicians to entertain the kids and to be able to perform the miracles in inverted commas. Now, this, this boy decided to sit in the back of that school hall, sat in the back. And they say, but this is not the power of God that is going to work here. This is not the power of God that will be unlocked to work these uh, so-called signs and wonders in this place. This is the power of Satan. And my father told me that the power of God is greater than the power of Satan. So this guy, because he had faith in the God of his father, he simply said, no power of Satan will work in this school hall in the name of Jesus Christ and sat at the back. The magician came, attempted to turn papers into money. Nothing works. He attempted to perform. Nothing worked. He attempted to perform. Nothing worked. Do you know what? And then the magician approached the school authorities and said, there must be an evil spirit in this place here. There is an evil spirit. And, uh, and because of that, we are going to come some other time in the future. But uh, let's, uh, let's just uh, leave it for now. But I'm telling you the truth. It was not an evil spirit. It was the power of God at work in that child. And that same power can work in your life. People are living in fear. If you are just told that your neighbor is a witch, you want to shift from that house. Me, I want to stay there and allow that witch to, to shift. Uh-oh, uh-oh. The one that is in us is greater than one who is in the world. We are supernatural germination. We have his DNA. We have the power of God resident in us. But we have sat on that power. And God is saying, let's unlock that power in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah.
the next point, I'll go first. The next point I see here is ignorance. Ignorance is not excuse. It's no excuse. One day I was doing uh, this uh, driving, driving school, and then I got involved in an accident, and, uh, and then eventually the instructor said, okay, you can go. I think this man was in the wrong. You were in the right. Just go your way. And then I went my way back to Kaniki, and then eventually I was called that, hey, the vehicle for the driving school has been impounded. You have to come back here. And when I came back there, they said, hey, you were involved in an accident. I said, yes, this man was in the wrong. And then I said, but why did you not report? I said, no, I did not know. And then they said, sir, if everyone will be saying, I do not know, I do not know, ignorance is no excuse. Hello, are we together there? Ignorance is no excuse. Ignorance is no excuse. And in fact, even the Bible says, if uh, a servant knows the will of his master, yet does not do it, what, what, what is the outcome there? The Bible says he will be beaten with heavy beating. But if he does not know, but he will still be beaten by light beating, but he will be beaten. The common denominator is that they will be beaten anyway. So which means that uh, ignorance will not be an excuse. No, I did not know. You did not know. You ought to seek knowledge. Now when we are looking at ignorance, from to ignore may mean to refuse to acknowledge. Ignorance may mean the lack of knowledge or education. That's why the Bible says, study to show yourself approved. A workman that does not need to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. Study. Search the scripture. Be like the Bereans. Those guys were well-versed in the scriptures. Are you getting the point? But here, we spend more time on our phones. We spend more time on our laptops. We spend more time in the movies and stuff like that. And we are weak Christians. But God is saying, we need to seek knowledge. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Ignorance is another thing that keeps the power, the unlimited power of the Holy Spirit locked or hindered or, limit, or limits the flow of the move of the Spirit. Now here, in Romans, I mean in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 1, the Bible says, now concerning spiritual gifts, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You may say, but are we talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Or are we talking about the Holy Spirit? It is all about the Holy Spirit. This is the gifts of the Holy Spirit we are talking about. Now, I want to give you this information. That the gifts of the Holy Spirit are a demonstration in the church of the Spirit omnipotence. Of the Spirit omniscience. Of the Spirit omnipresence. The Holy Spirit is God. All-powerful, all-knowing, and present everywhere. And the gifts of the Spirit are a demonstration of that. Do you know that many times we meet in our churches and we raise our voices and we worship the Lord, we worship the Lord, there is not even one single prophetic word. There is no, thus there is the Lord. There is no word of knowledge. There could be somebody that came here not feeling well, but God can single them out and just say, there is somebody here that has this problem and God would like to heal you today. Nothing at all. We just worship and we pack up our things and go. The people who came with their problems, they went back with their own problem. But there is here available for you and for me the gifts of the Holy Spirit. This could be discussed some other time if God allows now, when we look at the apostles, the apostles actually yielded to the Holy Spirit. They knew the Holy Spirit. 
He was resident in them. And they ministered in the power of the Holy Spirit. And you and me can minister in that power. Do we know that? But if we are ignorant, we are denying ourselves of a chance of seeing the manifestation and the demonstration of the Spirit of God. Oh my God, my God. Pastor Sylvester, I don't know really what to say, Pastor Nicholas. I don't know what to say here. You know, every time Jesus, you know, there are several times when Jesus went like that and even demon manifested. Hey, we know who you are. You are the son of the living God. Hey, why should that end with Jesus Christ? One day we were ministering in one place when I was at Kaniki Bible College and we were in Luansha. We were sent for practical ministry there. And let me tell you, the power of God was really flowing from us in that place. And imagine what happened was that uh, just uh, some uh, 10 meters away from that hole, there was, there was uh, the road that was, that was there. And you know what happened? There was a young lady. I don't know whether the parents sent her somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. And then this lady was marching and marching and marching right there in that radius. Excuse me. In that radius of 10 meters, she fell down. And there was a severe manifestation, demonic manifestation. She was brought in. And we prayed for her deliverance. Are you getting what I'm saying here? Radius of 10, 10, 10, 10 meters. But there was a manifestation there. May there be manifestation even in that bus where you are traveling and, and people that you are getting in touch with and just raising your hand to shake somebody's hand. <laughs> I, I saw something that was posted. I don't know if that was, that was real. And this lady was a woman of God and was getting married. And then they said, can you kiss the bride? And the man went there and kissed, tried to kiss the bride and she fell under the power of the Spirit of God. I just said, you have to be very careful. You know, this is a problem of marrying a woman of God. <laughs> so whether that was true or what, I don't, I don't know. But I tell you that uh, there is a lot more that we can be able to enjoy. So here the Bible says, these guys turned their city upside down because they knew God and operated in the power of God. But let me tell you, church, open church, we are a planting of the Lord in the city. Hallelujah. Let Ndola be turned the right side up because of the power of God that we have come to know how to unlock and manifest in our midst. I don't, I don't care about these uh, babas and so on and so forth. Some of you are just, ah, no, there are babas that are doing this and they are doing this and they are doing that. Forget about them. We can offer them the genuine and the real one. The last one, but not least, is actually sin. Sin is another thing that short circuit and keeps the power of, of God locked and hindered. You know that all of us can gather just as we are gathered here and look holy and all of us are holy and stuff like that. It could be that sin is there to short circuit the power of God. Do you know that it is easy for us to say, no, you know, grace, you know, we are under grace. You know, when you talk about sin, you are being legalistic. Sin remains sin. If it took God to surrender his son to die at the cross of Calvary shows that sin is severe. Sin is bad. It doesn't matter who does it. You cannot continue deliberately living in sin and just say, oh no, God is a God of love and God is a God of mercy. Yeah, we know that God is a God of love, but let me remind you that the same God of love is also a God of justice. In the book of Numbers, the Bible says, God is long-suffering, forgiving sin, but does not leave the guilty unpunished. Oh, oh. I say, what, is, what a paradox. 
what is the paradox? What is the contradiction? What is a contradiction here? He forgives. Imagine you have your son. You just say, okay, no, I've forgiven you, but lie down here. I'm going to give you a hiding. Have you forgiven? But the Bible says here in the book of Numbers that he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He's a God of justice. And no wonder why he sent his son to come and die. And he bore our guilt so that he died at the cross of Calvary for you and for me. So that you, the guilty, will not be punished, but his son was punished. Hello? Are we together there? So, the Bible says in Isaiah 59 verse 1, a familiar scripture there. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save. Nor his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated you from your God. I would like to stop there. The Bible says here that the Lord's arm is not too short that it cannot save. Neither his ear too dull that he cannot hear. But it is the iniquity, our iniquities that separate us from our God. Now, I want to note something here. The Lord's hand speaks of the unlimited power with the ability to save. But this is hindered or locked to a place of inability to save. Why? Because of sin. He says that the hand of the Lord is not short. So which means that it can appear to be short and unable to save. But that does not mean that the hand of the Lord is not powerful. The hand of the Lord is all powerful and God can heal. So I'll give you the illustration there about Samson. We know all of us the story of Samson. Samson lived a compromised life of sin that resulted in his defeat. It was compromised life. Now, I want you to note something here. But you can read for yourself Judges 16. You can read the whole, the whole chapter. As long as he lived right, the Spirit of the Lord came in power each time to defeat the enemy of God's people. Hello? Are we together there? How many are living a compromised life of sin and pretense? The result is a powerless church. That's why we are not seeing much of the power of the Holy Spirit at work. Because the Holy Spirit, pictured as a dove, is a gentle spirit of God that can be scared away because of our iniquities. But let us cultivate that life surrendered. And I like what Derek Prince says. Derek Prince says that uh, you know that um, the Holy Spirit came from heaven in the form of a dove and alighted on Jesus. And then Derek Prince says what? It is because Jesus bore the lamb nature, sacrif sacrificially laid down to do the will of the Father. And the Holy Spirit came down. And I believe that uh, if we do not have the lamb nature, a pure life, we may not enjoy. We may not enjoy that. So that we have a powerless church. There are people prayed for today. Nothing happens. Have you ever been there? You are prayed for and nothing happens. You are prayed for and nothing happens. It could simply be that there is something that needs to be sorted out in your life. It could be that sin is standing in the way between the power of God and you. But God wants you set free. Once you healed and totally restored. But what do we notice in our days today? We're noticing that to cover up this powerlessness in the church, to cover up this powerlessness in the church, many people have resorted to go to the Sangomas. People are going to the Sangomas in order to get the powers. And when they do the demonstration, 
so that they can have approval from the audience, from the people. That, no, this is the man of God. This is the woman of God. But they're getting power from the Sangoma. But we have him that is greater than the Sangoma, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. And he can be able to cause us to move in the supernatural because we are born of him and we are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Can I hear an amen? amen. Hallelujah. Jesus said what? Many will come to me. Have we not done this in your name? Have we not driven out demons? Have we not done this? Mighty works. He says, go away from me. I never knew you. You are workers of iniquity. I want us to rise to our feet this morning.